Welcome to the Thrive Business Mentorship Podcast with your host, Samuel Robinson. And this week's guest, Fernando Cotta. Hey everyone, this is Samuel Robinson. And again, welcome to Thrive Business Mentorship Podcast. Guys, I'm so excited to introduce a very good friend all the way from San Diego, California, Fernando Cotta. Thank you so much for being with us today. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. I can't complain. You know, San, San Diego, California. Come on, represent. I love it. We're spoiled. We're spoiled. Bro, I I gotta say, like you've got the weather, you've got the food, man. I I, every time I go down, you know, people ask me, they're like, "Why do you always go down to San Diego?" I tell them straight up, Fernando, it's the closest place that I've been to, like heaven. Like if you wanted a like a the environment, if someone asked me, "What is the?" atmosphere environment of heaven i'm like san diego california oh, man no it's awesome no hey listen my friend i'm so thankful for you to join us here today i know we're gonna have lots of listeners from around the world tuning in to this podcast and and so fernando could you just give a little bit of an introduction of who you are to our listeners today absolutely uh so my name is fernando coda and you might know i'm in the investment sector. We have a family office and we invest in private companies essentially from different uh, industries, anything from real estate, healthcare, we do startups, business and technology. And, you know, we what we do is we just try, we, we seek opportunities. We look for Areas where, you know, these companies can grow and how we can add value to them. And obviously they have to be aligned to the values and the standards of the family group. And that's what we do. We just go in, we, we partner with them and we infuse them with kingdom DNA, so to speak. And, you know, we try to create an environment and a culture within the companies that are aligned with biblical values and you know who we are you know as children of god that's awesome man i fernando i wanted to jump in and just again to say to our listeners one thing i really respect about you and and your family is how strong your values um actually navigate you guys uh even with opportunity like we've talked about this before great opportunity that doesn't line up with values um, is something that um, you guys would, you know, you would actually pass up on opportunity. And um, and this is, again, for those that are listening today, I, I want to jump into a couple of things uh, with our guest here because I I love, you know, talking with you about, you know, number one, about business, about the Lord. Actually, number one, the Lord. Uh, number two, business. But I, I love talking to you, Fernando, because you always bring fresh insight um, into our conversations, especially around the marketplace and business. And so with that, I want to talk about a subject called making God your partner. You actually brought this up to me a while ago as we were discussing, you know, how is the kingdom going to move forwards, not just in the four walls of the church, but how are we actually going to see the kingdom move in the marketplace and other areas of life? And so you had, you know, we've been talking about this, this whole philosophy of 
God is a partner. I would love it, you know, Fernando, if you could break down that, that kind of that motto, that, uh, you know, that revelation that God gave you to our listeners. And how can we see something like this incorporated moving forwards? Absolutely. I, I mean, as you, as you know, I'm, I'm a numbers guy. Absolutely. I'm, I'm an introvert, not, not really an extrovert. I think that's, you are the perfect counterpart to <laughs> how I am, which is great because it's, you know, there has to be balance in, in every business relationship and every endeavor and all that you do. So basically, you know, the, the whole idea of partnering with Christ and with the Lord came about, you know, a few years ago, I was at a retreat, Bethel retreat. Basically, on the way back from, from that retreat, it was an amazing, it was amazing. I had an encounter with the Lord and... I was just thinking of ways of how we can make things better, how we can shift the tide, so to speak. And uh, I'm always looking for areas of opportunity. I'm always looking in ways of how we can improve uh, the status quo and, and things that are happening around us. And, you know, if you look at the current church model or the means by which it, it it's able to sustain itself, it's essentially tithes and offerings and donations, no? Yeah. Uh, but if you look at the numbers, the historical data, this is not a sustainable path. You know, if you look at the evangelical or charismatic church, you mm-hmm. know, about 3% of Christians tithe on a consistent basis. Wow. And if you look at the whole of Christianity in the United States, it's less than 1%. So, so these are numbers that are alarming. And if, you know, you look at the historical data, you, you see that the downtrend, you know? Yeah. It's becoming less and less so. So, you know, you have to look at ways of how, as a church, we need to think radically and we need to think sustainably. And, you know, the Lord is God of, of a lot. You know, what yeah. our background is in agriculture. And if you look at, you know, just nature as a whole, there's, there's so much abundance, you know, he's a Lord of abundance. And, you know, it's sad that you see that a lot of churches right now are struggling and, you know, they're limited in their reach mm-hmm. because they, they lack the funds and they lack support uh, in the way of uh, economic support. And, you know, it, it's a difficult situation that pastors have to you navigate through because a lot of pastors don't necessarily have a calling to the marketplace. It's true. Uh, they don't have a calling to generate wealth. And, you know, and I think that it should be a collaborative effort and, and the merger between, uh, you know, entrepreneurs and the church and collectively move forward and collectively you know, go about executing the vision that the Lord has, you know, bestowed upon our leaders. So for me, it was, okay, how can we fix this? I, I see that this model isn't, isn't working. And, you know, just by personal experience, you know, we give to churches here in San Diego and, and you see a sense of desperation to some extent as to, you know, there's a spirit of exclusion with some churches. Wow. Yeah. Instead of, you know, working together and which is what we should do, you know, we should work collectively and there's, it's more of a individualistic spirit where, you know, I don't 
go into your territory. You don't come into mine, you know, leave my churchgoers alone. I'll leave, you know, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like, the un- where- yeah, the unwritten rule or agreement. You know what I mean? I, right. Fernand, I wanted to jump in real quick because I wonder how much of that is, is actually like a poverty mindset that of, of feeling like lack and anybody that comes in there, it's a threat to, and I know I, I and I, you know, I want to try to say this as best I can, but sometimes people feel like there's only so much resource to go around, if that makes sense, maybe the old model. And so that some of that mindset, you know what I mean? So, but keep going. This is really good. I, I, I'm really liking this. Go for it, my friend. So, you know, essentially that's where we were. We were at a crossroads. Wow. We, we went to a, it was a dinner and basically at this dinner we had, you know, one of the churches that we support, they kind of give like a presentation and essentially you could sense the sense of urgency that they had. They have so many things that they're doing and, and it's great. I mean, it's, it's amazing, mm-hmm. amazing the things that are happening, but you know, whether it's good or bad, we need resources. We need funding for, for absolutely for these things, you know? And, um, it's this weight that, you know, the, these, and this burden that, that these pastors have to carry. And, you know, it's something that it shouldn't be like that. So for me, it was, okay, how can I help change this? No, what could be, you know, something that we could possibly add in terms of the way that we do business, the way that we're structured, you know, this is what we do, no? So we analyze areas of opportunity and all these things. And essentially what the Lord said, it was partner with me. But it's, you know, it's such a um, cliche, you know, when you hear, okay, partner with God, I'm going to yeah. partner with God, you know, like it's just, but the Lord was saying, no, 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 you know, uh, don't give me your 10%. Wow. Partner <laughs> with me, you know, I, I make me and you know, consider me as a, you know, a God and a father who is active in your life and is present. And he's, he has a, you know, such a sense of humor because he, he told me, he said, listen, when you pray to me, do you expect me to answer you 10% of the time? (laughs) That's good, man. That's real. And it was just, you know, and it's so true. I mean, I, I get that. And, and I'm not judging anybody. I don't want to, um, everybody's called to do something and every God puts in their heart what they should do. And in our case, it's, you know, to have this radical mentality, there's a sense of urgency to change things. Because you look around you, you know, and it's, there's, we need to step up our game. The people that are in the position to do that, you know? Yeah. You know, as kingdom minded entrepreneurs, we need to step up our game. We need to, you know, take a radical approach to things. So the Lord said, partner with me, make me an equal equity partner in your business or in your projects, which means there's two of us. God is the third partner and. You know, how, how does that work? How do we go about making God an active partner in the fund or in the companies? Mm-hmm. You know, we create a board of godly men and women. They decide, you know, how to allocate those funds. And we would basically have no say in, in terms of, you know, how that money is used. Just, you know, we would be one vote of, you know, 21 other votes. And basically, you know, 
the whole purpose of this is to create self-sustaining churches. Yeah, I but like it has that. To be, it has to be done in a way where the church isn't risking anything in terms of material resources. So it has to be a, a win-win situation for everybody who's involved. Fernando, yeah. if I could just say this, I feel like when you're talking about this too, how often have you heard ideas? You know, they could be coming from good-hearted people, but you're already stretching out, whether it's a church, an organization, that's already stretched out pretty thin, trying to get them to do something where it definitely doesn't feel like a win-win. This is what I love about the mindset that you're, you're bringing to the table here. It's not saying that churches, if they want to participate, they can. But I love this about this mindset of, listen, we have to create win-wins. Like the kingdom is a win-win. And so I feel like these ideas, I want to let you keep going here, are so crucial for those that are thinking as entrepreneurs moving forwards, those as pastors moving forwards. It's like, we have to look at this, that the kingdom's always a win-win. It's not a win-loss. And so I want to keep you going, my friend. This is really good. So essentially, you know, the whole point behind this is to, like I said, create self-sustaining churches for, yeah. for us to improve their model and their structure. So, you know, you have to look at a church from the lens of, you know, as a business, essentially, if you, if you want to, you know, give it a name or label it and you basically analyze it as if you're buying it no so you analyze it you look for areas of opportunity you do you know threats and all these things that you know opportunities and whatnot yeah strengths and all that no and you would basically you know bring in a team of you know professionals you know they're they're financial people and they're you know, tax specialists and whatnot. And basically we would do like an x-ray of the, of the church and, you know, kind of give the leaders a kind of direction as to, okay, how do we move forward and what are ways that we can get to that point where this church is wow. self-sustaining and and not only that something that's very important is that churches need to understand that they need to be inclusive with entrepreneurs that are members of their church so good. Something so which good. is which is, is, is this is something that was shocking a little bit for me that when you talk to you know business leaders that are members of you know whatever church yeah. Something that is recurring and a common denominator is that they feel like they are not included in the decision making process of, you know, or, For or sure. the strategy or the strategy that the church is going to adopt moving forward. Yeah. I'll give you an example. If the church is deciding whether to buy a, a building, you know, because they've outgrown the building that they're currently in, you know, it's, it's important to, to, you know, have people that are experienced in real estate and that are absolutely, you know, you, you, you want to have, you know, these, these advisors, no? If I was just going to say, Fernando, too, like, how amazing would it be? You know, the Bible specifically says, you know, in the multitude of counselors, there's wisdom. So, you know, we, we, there's credibility, biblical credibility already from what you're saying. But let's just take it on a very practical note. Wouldn't you want people? that are already invested financially in one way, 
but also though the expertise, like you were saying with real estate, if it's a building, like it's right there, it's in front of you, it's available for you. And I, and I think sometimes you see, you know, you, I know I've seen this in churches too, where business people get regulated to, to helping set up and tear down of, 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 you know, different events, whether it's Sundays or, or conferences. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with those jobs. It's just, I feel like it's sometimes misplaced energy. And, and so I feel like with what you're talking about, you know, understanding who's in your room, who are those people, maybe the prayer that a pastor or a minister is praying, the answer is right in front of them. Could it be, you know, Fernando, mm-hmm. when we actually start working together, realize, wait a second, God, you've actually blessed me. These people are a blessing from you. And they're in my life. And so for now, I'd like to ask you this. How do we start to integrate this? Because I think it's been the big, it's the big question that we're in right now is how do we integrate some of the, you know, business, you know, that business world, that the mindset and in, in kingdom entrepreneurs with, with our churches, because I feel like there's a lot of pastors that I know. They would love to do this, but some of them either are scared or they don't know how Fernando. So what would be a good start to some of this? I mean, I think, you know, there are different routes you can take. And I'm not saying that, you know, what we propose is absolute and, mm-hmm. you know, it's the only way to move mm-hmm. forward. No, you know, there's, there's, there's ways of doing it. And there are extremely, extremely capable and creative people out there who absolute. are entrepreneurs, who are kingdom. And these guys have amazing ideas and they could probably come up with better alternatives than, you know, what we're proposing but what's what's important is this that we need to understand and accept that the process that we're in currently Mm. and and the and the route or the road that we're on is a road that's not sustainable something that gives you a three percent return on your investment (laughs) is not something you want to be you know involved in it's and that's true. the reality, you know, and, and, you know, and I get it. You know, people say, well, you know, God will provide and God, you know, will he's, you know, he has the last word and he's going to, if he wants it, he's going to make it happen. Yes. And I get it. Yes, yes, yes. God is amazing. He is amazing. But he also has given us a mentality. Good not word. A poverty. Good word. You know, we, we as a church, have to be at the forefront come on bro of all these areas that you know we're, we're trying to venture in you know we should be at the forefront of science we should be at the forefront of politics come we should on be at the forefront of technology we should be at the forefront of education you know and this doesn't happen if you're passive yeah that's good so it's time for us to step up and say listen we understand that things aren't working out and it's okay, but it's oh, time for a change. I like that. It's time for a change. And, you know, the way that we do it, the process that we, you know, are going to implement is what I told you. We're going to go in, we're going to look at, you know, the church as if it's a business or a business opportunity. We're going to look at all the different areas, you know, that they have and how they're yeah. structured and say, okay, you know, you lack efficiency here, you lack productivity here, you know, this is something you shouldn't be, let's say, you know, you're, you're heavily invested into your online presence and you literally have, you know, a hundred or, you know, 50 
followers or users, mm-hmm. you know, maybe if you look at the return on investment in terms of, okay, how much money am I putting into my online presence and how much am I getting back? Exactly. What's the impact? And I'm not just saying that monetary wise, um, but also the impact in terms of, okay, how many lives am I impacting through this? Exactly. You know, you, through this division, this online division. Maybe, you know, I, I would do much better if I used that money and went on, you know, outreach, had like an outreach team. I will yeah. maybe impact more lives that way. So things like that, you know, you, you want to make sure that what you're invested in, in terms of man hours and money, it's the right move. For I like church. that, Fernando. We, we, we want to be very efficient in how we use And also, you know what? This is something that's amazing. We're stewards of the resources that God has given us. Yeah. So we have to be very diligent and very, very careful as to how, and very wise. We have to seek the Lord, you know, with everything that we do so that he would give us wisdom and strategy to be able to look for the best opportunities. And something that is somewhat alarming to me that is happening, you know, right now, you know, is that church leaders and churches are very susceptible to get rich quick investments or invitations or, or proposals for businesses. You know, give me, the next amount and I'll give you three times in, you know, <laughs> 10 whatever. times, hundred times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In three months, three months. No. 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 So, 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 you know, you have to, you have to, and listen, a lot of these may come from the right intention. I'm not saying that, you know, every these people are trying to scam the church. For sure. You know, some of these guys may really think that these are, they're helping. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then they don't pan out. No. Yeah. Um, but that's another reason why it's, you know, all the more important for you to, you know, to make sure that you take steps on solid ground and solid footing. You know, you know with what you're just saying, uh, I really believe that maybe part of the reason why these groups are susceptible to these get rich, you know, uh, scams in some ways or however you want to put it. Um, you know, I someone told me the statistic was like over 95% of people that buy the lottery are under the poverty line. Hmm. And uh, it was actually quite fascinating. And so, again, coming back to this place, Fernando, of how many churches would be less susceptible to get rich projects if they actually were taught how to live to be self-sufficient instead of looking for, a you know, a... Oh, again, sometimes, and I, and I, and I love this, you know, we, we so believe in miracles and as a ministry and, and we've seen miracles, but how much of this, my friend is sometimes people are, are just, they're wishing that their financial situation would just change. And so they're looking for that moment or that project and then they become susceptible. This is why I love with what you're doing is that it's, it's so practical. And, and for our audience here today, I want to encourage you, you know, I also believe as, as God is spiritual, as God is supernatural, and he moves in our life every day supernaturally, as Fernando's talking, he's also very practical, and he's also very about the numbers, and he's also very uh, interested in the intricacies of what we do. 
And I feel like as the body, if we could embrace each other, and, and one thing I love about your heart, Fernando, as you're talking, is that this isn't about, you know, we're going to just find out what's wrong and then just exploit that and say, hey, you're doing a terrible job here. This is actually about, hey, let's work together and creating this thing healthy. Like, what does it actually look like to see organizations in revival as as health, like self-sustaining? And so, Fernando, thank you, my friend. I, I just, I don't know if there's any last thank words you. that you would want to give to our viewers that are like, wow, I am actually getting stirred by this. Is there anything that you could just impart to them, two minutes of wisdom to get them on the right track to have God as their partner? I mean, two things. Number one, for all the entrepreneurs that are kingdom-minded, I, I would just encourage you to kind of do a deep dive in, in, in terms of how you can be an agent of change yeah, in, in your community, in good your word. church, you know, and in your company, you know, it's, it's great that there are a lot of, you know, Christians that are getting together and they're doing businesses and that's awesome. And, and but we, we need to look for a radical approach. We need to look for things that, as I told you before, you know, we need to shift the tide. So yeah. I would encourage you to, you know, look at ways to, you know, make that impact and, and change things. And how can I make my church better? And how can I be part of something that's transcendent and something that's new and that'll, you know, that's transformative, no? And for, and for the, you know, for the churches, I would encourage you to open yourself to, you know, these individuals who most likely you know, I mean, I, I don't know how many churches, but I'm, I'm sure that there are, there's a significant amount of churches that have, you know, very, very competent entrepreneurs as members. Yes. And, you know, I, I would encourage you to identify these people, reach out to them as you, as you were saying, Sammy, it's, it's great that, you know, there are, are volunteers and there are all these things that people do in terms of, you know, being, park uh parking attendance and whatnot mm -hmm. within the church and it builds character and i'm not saying that you know steve jobs shouldn't be a parking attendant if he's serving in the church no because it it will shape his character and that's great and it's part Absolutely. of service but however i think that his talents would be much better utilized if he was you know doing something that has to do with the structure of the church or, or, or something that's strategic that's in nature. No. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that that, you know, those two things would be my two cents in terms of things that you can do immediately and that could be game changers for you. And, oh, you know, man. if you, if you want to reach out to us and we'd love to, you know, have, have a conversation with anybody who's interested and kind of, bounce ideas off each other because I think that this is it's going to take a village you know it's a collective yeah. effort and and it's it's the it's the entire body of the church who has to come together and we have to support each other and we have to you know seek God's wisdom but you know two or three minds think better than one so you know it's it's something that should be done as a as a collective as opposed to something that's individual. Though. Fernando, this has been so good, my friend. I 
I know for myself, and I, I know I'm speaking on behalf of all the listeners here, thank you. Thank you for the. This is refreshing. I, I will say this. This gives me hope for the future. As somebody that um, hosts a lot of business leadership events, but also does a lot of ministry in churches across Canada and in the United States and different places around the world, um, this to me is part of the answer moving forward. So my friend, thank you for leading with boldness. Um, guys, on, oh man, I, we need to get you back on again. And so with that, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Thrive Podcast here. And please, please uh, connect with us. And um, thank you again, Fernando. We so appreciate you and your time. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Thrive Podcast is produced by Voice of Revival Ministries. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and other social media platforms. Visit voiceofrevival.ca forward slash thrive for other connecting opportunities. Music produced and performed by Corey 